सहनावतु सहनोभनक्तु सहवीर्यं करवावहे तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तु मेद्विषावहे ओम Having concluded the teaching of Bhagavad Gita in the two verses 65 and 66 in verse 65 Lord Krishna summarized the path of devotion that is path of karma karma yoga performance of action or performance of one's duty in the spirit of devotion to the Lord as a first stage in the spiritual growth of the person verse 66 then Lord Krishna describe how one then becomes free even from the need to have to perform the action meaning that relating to Lord in the level of duality and recognizing the pursuing then the knowledge of the identity between the Lord and oneself <coughs> Having said, of course, also said, Ahantva sarapave bhiha moksha ishyami I will free you from all the sins, I will free you from all the obstacles that you have. That has been said again and again in the 18th chapter. It is by my grace that you will overcome all the obstacles. By my grace that you will attain the indestructible and imperishable and eternal abode. Which means that I am very much a part of this process. And Sandhya also will conclude saying that where there is a combination of Arjuna and Lord Krishna, that is where the victory is. <coughs> After concluding the teaching, then Lord Krishna also said Sampradaya, how the knowledge will be passed on, what care should be taken in passing on this knowledge. And in the verse 67, Lord Krishna gave the qualifications of the one who is fit to receive this knowledge. That he should be a tapasvi, the one, a person of austerity. Bhakta, the one who has a devotion in the heart. Sushrusha, the desire to serve, render service. And Anabhyasuya, Anasuya, the one who is free from cavilling. That is one in whom there is Shraddha, or the trust that what is being said by the teachers and the scriptures is for my well-being. And therefore, one who has an open mind and ready to, to be able to consider, accept the teaching. So here, Juna, when you find lack of these qualities, do not pass on this knowledge. Which means that when these qualities are found, then definitely do impart the knowledge. <coughs> And then Lord Krishna also praised the one who imparts this knowledge to others. So one who will convey this knowledge to my devotees with a spirit that by so doing, I am in fact serving the Lord. Because Lord seems to have his own agenda. That this should continue. So there is an agenda on the part, really speaking, on the part of every writer. Is it not so that his his book or his writing should see the day, light of the day? It should go to the right kind of people and it should propagate and perpetuate. Lord Krishna also seems to say that this sampradaya, this parampara or teaching should be perpetuated, and those who become part of that sampradaya, that parampara, or that succession. They are very blessed people themselves. To such an extent that, so one with a sense of devotion, when he conveys his knowledge to the devotees, 
then he attains the highest. Lord Krishna says he attains me. There is no doubt about that. <coughs> there is no one who is dearer to me than him. And not today or even in the future, there won't be anyone dearer than him to me. <coughs> and also one who studies and decides, so I will feel that when one studies Bhagavad Gita, then Lord Krishna says, I will look upon that act of studying Bhagavad Gita as an act of performing Jnana Yajna. That is performing a sacrifice of knowledge. So very study of Bhagavad Gita is equivalent to performing a sacrifice. Yajna or sacrifice is looked upon as the, the most exalted thing that you can do. And of all of them, Jnana Yajna, the sacrifice of knowledge, which does not involve any material, that is the most exalted. Shreyan Dravyamaya Yajna Jnana Yajna Parantapa. Fourth chapter, Lord Krishna said, that yajna are the sacrificial rituals involving materials of offering as compared to them, the jnana yajna, the knowledge, the sacrifice of knowledge. But the only thing to be offered is ignorance. And all the obstacles born of ignorance, that they are sacrificed in the fire of knowledge, that is the most exalted yajna. How to perform that jnana yajna? In the fourth chapter, after describing different kinds of yajnas, Lord Krishna said that of all the yajnas, the jnana yajna is the most exalted. And here Lord Krishna says, studying a Bhagavad Gita, so when one studies Bhagavad Gita, then I will look upon that act of study as performing Jnana Yajna. That he is in fact worshipping me through Jnana Yajna. So study of Bhagavad Gita also becomes a form of worship. Jnana Yajna Nityanaham Matihi It is my Matihi, my conviction, my opinion. That when one studies Bhagavad Gita with devotion, with commitment, then I would think that he is worshipping me through the knowledge of sacrifice of knowledge. And one who just listens, even with Shraddha, Shraddhavan, Anasuyasya, one who listens to the Bhagavad Gita, with Shraddha, with trust as well as Anasuya. Lord Krishna again and again uses the word Anasuya. Gunayashu Dosha Darshanam Asuya. Cavilling at someone. So seeing the dosha, seeing the fault where in fact there are virtues. So some people have a distorted perception that somehow they see even faults or blemishes where in fact there is a virtue. So Lord Krishna, that's called Asuya, the one who is free from this. That means in this teaching of Bhagavad Gita which is full of virtue. Dharmyam samvadamavayoho. So this samvad is a dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna is the dharma. Dharma and dharma. Dharma means virtue. And dharma, that which is in keeping with the virtue. That means this samvad is a dialogue of Lord Krishna. Unfolds what is dharma, what is the virtue, what is the righteousness, what is the right thing in the life. And ultimate dharma is God himself, so that is also unfolded. And also the path leading to God also is called dharma, that is also unfolded. And therefore this dialogue itself, which unfolds dharma as a means as well as an, is dharma, is always in keeping with the dharma. And that's the reason why to, to look, to see some faults here, you require some kind of a problem, some distorted perception to find faults with this teaching, because there is no agenda that the teacher has here. And still for whatever reason they feel the law of Krishna has an agenda. And therefore, this is a biased teaching and therefore, keeping some agenda in mind, he is, you can always bend 
the scriptures also in order to suit your purpose. And then Lord Krishna is teaching this to suit his purpose. And thus, thus somebody sees, this is cavilling at the Lord. So without that, the only agenda that the Lord Krishna has in teaching Bhagavad Gita is, I, I am the agenda, my well-being. Tatteham priyamanaya vakshami hitakamya. I'm going to tell you with a desire for your well-being. In this manner, one looks upon teacher Bhagavad Gita, and which Shraddha. Shraddha is required, as I said, then alone we can take what is being told seriously. Then alone this teaching becomes what we call pramanam, or the valid means of knowledge. This is very important because we, if you want to implement this in our life, I mean, we, when can we make a commitment to living a life based on this teaching? When we have confidence, when we have trust that this teaching is going to do me good. So the Shraddha is very important, otherwise uh, we only take what is convenient to us and we leave out what is not convenient to us. But when something is not convenient to me, and then, only, then also I am prepared to, to act according to that, that requires a tremendous amount of faith. So Shraddha enables me to leave aside my own opinion, my own conclusion, my own conviction, and accept the opinion or conviction of the teacher. That's what Shraddha enables me to do. Very often there is a difference between what the teacher says and what I believe to be right. And normally what I would do is, I would always keep that in suspension, that's what he said, that's alright, you know. Usually I would have a tendency to keep my own opinions intact and generally see confirmation of my beliefs in the teaching. Very often people go to listen to the, to the speakers to get confirmation of their own opinion. And many people come up with this conclusion that, oh, he's, a very, he's great, he's a very learned person. Why? Because he agrees with whatever I think. And if he does not agree with what I think, there is something wrong there. And that mind is not just available for learning, it's not an open mind. Shraddha helps me to have an open mind. And wherever there is a difference between my opinion and opinion of the teacher, at least I give benefit of doubt and look at and, and, and review my opinion whether it is valid or not. Shraddhavan, Anasuyascha, Shrunyadapiyonaraha, this person with this trust in the Shastra and also with, with, with reverence. With reverence, listens to this. Sobi Muktaha, Shubhan Lokan, Prapnayat, Punyakarmanam. Sobi Muktaha, he also when Muktaha, when he is liberated, <coughs> that is when he dies. Then Punya Karmanam Shuhan Lokan Prapnyad. So even listening to Bhagavad Gita also generates such an amount of Punya. That Punya Karmanam Lokan. The Loka, the realms such as heavens, etc., which generally only very virtuous people reach. This person listening to Bhagavad Gita also reaches the same realms, meaning that listening to Bhagavad Gita itself generates such an amount of worship. So this is how the, the Bhagavad Gita is extolled by Lord Himself. So that the people understand the value of this. And when I listen to this, with that value in my mind, then when there is something valuable, then alone it becomes important to me, then alone I have the devotion to that, then alone I have reverence with, towards that. And therefore it is important to understand how valuable Bhagavad Gita is, and that also has been stated. Everything has been stated. 
still Lord Krishna says one verse, verse 72. Shishyasya Shastraartha Grahana Agrahana Viveka Bhutsaya Prachyati. Now Lord concludes his teaching, or let's say concludes his, his speech with one last question to Arjuna. Shastraartha Grahana Agrahana Viveka Bhutsaya with a desire to know whether the disciple has grasped the meaning of the Shastra or not. Having said all of these hundreds of verses, now there is, there is a desire. Has this worked or not? Has this disciple understood or not? Has he grasped the meaning of what has been stated or not? So with the desire to learn that, Lord Krishna asked this question, verse 72. <coughs> Kachide tachrutam partha, Kachide tachrutam partha, Tvayaika grena chetasa, Tvayaika grena chetasa, Kachida gnana sammoha, Kachida gnana sammoha, Pranashta stayed hananjaya, Pranashta stayed hananjaya. Kim eta shrutam partha tvaya eka grena chetasa. He partha. So partha, of course, partha means the son of Prutha. Prutha is one of the names of Kunti. And Kunti happens to be the, the uh, maternal aunt of Lord Krishna. That is Lord Krishna's father's sister is Kunti. So Pandavas are all his cousins. <coughs> so he is addressing Arjuna as partha. Son of Prasa. That means indicating that intimacy there, that O Pasa, my dear one. Kachitkim. Tvaya ekagrena chetasa etashrutam. He Pasa, he Arjuna. Have you listened to what all I said with ekagrena chetasa, with a single pointed mind? Have you listened to what all I said with a concentration of the mind? Or did your mind stray away from what I was saying now and then because of many other concerns? It's, it's so, you know, can you imagine the whole discourse of 700 verses? And to be able to listen to that with a single pointed mind, that mind does not stray away at all, I mean it's, it's not easy at all. And if the mind did stray away, those days there were no tape recorders. And Arjuna did not have any notes and stuff like that also. Therefore, there was nothing that all this was Shruti, listening. With attentiveness. Attentiveness. Is important? If my mind is today, well, Lord Krishna is thinking, I'm thinking, do you know, what time I will use, what is going on? What's happening? What is Then anything that can say, come up, all the come up. Because God said about mind, what actions, what is going on, all the things that we say. Those things that we say, what is going on? So, you don't know whether or not there is a single mind, single mind, single mind, Pramatava. Or did he refer to the all events? <coughs> That's true. So, Shrutam means not just that. That, have you understood what I have said? Shrutam means, Shrutam means, Shrutam means, what I have said? Have you listened? Not only with the self-pointed mind. Close and attentive mind. With the name mind. Have you grasped the meaning of what I have said? And again, in that, that the Gnana Samoha, Prashasayananjaya, Hidnanjaya, Kim, Agnana Moha, Samoha, the greatest delusion. Ayana caused from ignorance. The great delusion caused by ignorance, Te sammoha pranashtaha. Here Arjuna, your delusion born of ignorance, is it destroyed? Now Arjuna may have very well understood what Lord Krishna said, and still his ignorance may not have been destroyed also. 
So two things. Have you listened to attentively and understood what all I say? And as, as a result of that, has your samoha or the delusion born of ignorance, has it gone, has it dispelled? Just to verify whether the disciple has really understood what I said. Just to verify, this is also the teacher does. Suppose they are not then we will say something that will please the teacher. But here the teacher has a commitment to make sure in a way I ask this question. Or to say, don't worry. If you understand, don't worry. I'll make sure you understand. And when we explain you so far, not and it's not to worry. Then I will use other methods also to make sure that you understand. And the Lord is not commitment, not made to so many suicide. Please come and make all the students. Yatantram Chasya Patarhatamya Shraya says, What lesson do we learn from this question? Say Shankari, that Yatantram some other models, some other examples, some other standpoints, some other ways. Shishya, Kurtartha, Katha, disciple must be made fulfilled. So, disciple must get fulfilled as a result of the teaching. It is Acharya Dharma, Pradarshita Bhavati. So, by these questions upon the student, I am required to learn. It can be that the teacher also makes sure that disciples understand what they understand. Only understand that their ignorance is spent. Come to tell you this. So, whatever do you want? So what are the superpositions more? That's why we should cause all the almost go. Because I have and the disciples feel that I will win. Because in the soil, I have one. There is an investment also part of the teacher. And so when the student also makes himself available to listen to the teacher, there is an investment because they could do many other things and still they are doing this. They come here, listen to this, attend one class after the other and after that and after the other and I'm sure there are, you know, you would always sometimes feel that all right, too much Swamiji. Vedanta coming out of my ears. I'm saturated. And still, one after the other, classes. And so, a lot of exertion is involved in the part of the lot of, the commitment is involved in the part of the student. And an investment, what we call an emotional investment, one's own investment is involved. Without investment, we can't get anything. Otherwise it becomes a casual visit and a casual thing and let's see what's happening here, yeah. That's, a, that's another thing. So, yadarthoyam shastra shravana ayasaha. This is not really an academic exercise as you know, you know that. That you have the only one thing and that you want to become free from sorrow. 
And that we explain to you that all the sorrow is born out of ignorance. And sorrow can really go only when the ignorance is gone, that is, when the true nature of one's own self is recognized. It is, it is the wrong judgment, the wrong notions of one's own self that causes sorrow. And when one's, the right perception of one's in the of the complex and all the images of then so the most of the disaster situation of the teaching. And Arjuna understand that I also have an investment here. So I also have ayasa that I have an exertion on my part also to to impart this teaching. So for that purpose, Arjuna should understand that whole purpose of his learning the teaching, as well as the purpose of the Lord Krishna, the teacher teach is to remove the ignorance. Meaning Krutartha Karabhya, the disciple must get away with the feeling of fulfillment. That is only when his sorrow is gone. That is only when his delusion is gone. That is only when his delusion is gone. That is when what has been taught has been explained. Here has been said to no love and kindness. Lord is asking question. Another question. So you understood now. Are you so? Are you with it or not? Not that way. You know love and kindness. Arjuna, is there any question again? Are you? Have you gotten to show it? What you said? And this he will ask. And thank God that another, you know, comes up with, so he comes up with a reply which is totally satisfactory to any teacher. <coughs> And so, Arjuna says in response to Lakshmi's question, the same thing. Rajyavate, Rajyavate, Nastomosmiradha, Nastomosmiradha, Tvapasadhanmaya Ashita, Tvapasadhanmaya Ashita, Stosmigatandeha, Sitosmigatsandeha, Parishevayantava, Parishevayantava. Arjuna says, that's delighted Lord, delighted teacher, Arjuna says, Nastomohaha. My delusion has been destroyed. ಸಂಸಾರು That's superimposing a sense of sexual worship upon the self. And that's suffering from all the hurt and ills. So this is all, that's the sastana asayuhu. And that's living there. This non-discrimination, which means there are false perceptions of oneself. That oneself is ever free, ever complete. And therefore, exactly what one wants to be, this is what one wants to be, to take, and that's all the end. And somehow taking myself because of that. Whether you're pure, I take myself pure. When I am not like myself mortal, when I am not like myself ignorant, when I am not complete as always, I am not happy. This is called moha. So therefore Bhagavad Gita addresses primarily this moha. This is what we call the phenomenal problem, universal problem. This moha, the delusion about myself, also again creates delusion about the world and delusion about the God because I project upon myself and through the distorted mind I make projections upon the world and all the projections upon God. And therefore this false perception that I have, the wrong perception I have about myself, about the world and about God is called moha, sammoha, this delusion. Which is born of reality of God, reality of God, as we say, Vedanta, this is fundamental realities. And then we have topical confusion, or delusion. This fundamental delusion, the fundamental misconception of the religion, then transits itself to all kinds of confusion that are dated life. To this or to that. Is this right or is it not? ಕಾರ್ಪಣ್ಯ ಕನ್ಫ್ಯೂಸ್ಡ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಯೂನಿಯನ್ ಟು ಲೈ
never pursue other ones of until one advance and that's what we want all the topic of our situation from and there when the fundamental problem is solved every situation or problem can be solved then the main problem then the reason of situation so anyway if there is a situation and but every situation is converted into a problem everything comes source everything comes source of stress and source of conflict and thus things go source of happiness and so on all of this can be traced to the fundamental problem thus bhagavad gita begins with what we call the topical or situational problem of arjuna as to whether to fight this battle or not but lord does not provide well in a few verses does talk about dharma as to what kshatriya dharma is and what arjuna should do being a kshatriya what he should do in this situation so bhagavad and the sense and create in a cosy all the collections there is a very one of complex that all are around of this so we have the definition so that all the complexes all the above they must be is so complex define the body and then if i are using any construction here and here and then so this is the application of the complex complex even the i part equivalent for the part never possible to solve it not and the thing small is complex it feels one is reason based i'm father mother so successful so fair all the i'm more than those he he was wondering as to what lord krishna thinks of him jasi chet karmanaste matabuddhir janardana he janardana according to you as you say in the second chapter and particularly in the verses of chetapragnya it is you have been made you did that this is the same as the people and you pray and 
establishing that by that's the element and so you said that the jnana or knowledge is superior to karma tat kim karmani ghoremam niyojesi keshava he keshava then why do you impel me to perform this this horrible act so you think that i am not a mamaksha you think i am not sincere you think that i don't deserve to be to you know i i i don't deserve from i don't deserve moksha but you don't think i am sincere when i say that i want moksha from you so arjuna was a little perturbed at time but anyway so these questions have been asked doubts have been raised everything sitosmi gata sandeha because lord krishna in the fourth chapter said also sandeha means samshad Listen to me, don't say Vidya Regni, Vidya Rufya. So when is nice? What I thought to eliminate the things? Yes, when it comes, when the recognition comes, Vidya Regni, all come back is beyond destroy. And she says, Sushaha, Vidya Sushaha, also said that. Tat Komoha, Kashoka, Egatvam, Anupashyataha. Shavatopane says that when one sees the Egatvam, the idea of the Brahman, Komoha, Kashoka, what delusion can there be there? What do you mean? Thus I am free from delusion, I am free from grief, I am free from the doubts. Are you not here? So, Clay Collins. Now what are you going to do? Because Krishna said, Yes, it's a Raghu, Vimshra Vesena, it's a Raghu, Karna, under over, in the entirety, what did I want you? And then, Yes, it's a Raghu, do as you think it. So what are you going to do? Parishe Vachantava. Lord, I follow Mishnam. Meaning that, Amputat, Namikartava Mastiriya Bhipraya. By your grace, I am fulfilled, I have nothing remains to be done. There is nothing that I have to do now and therefore, I am willing to do whatever is required to be done. See, in every situation there are things. Something that I am required to do and something that I like to do. And my own agenda comes in with the science, starts driven and very often therefore we manipulate what we have to do to try to the end that we want and therefore we manipulate. It is a question of the answer. I am truly rendered to you. I will do as you say. I will follow your instruction. This statement is a question of the answer. I will follow your instruction. Shankar Jaruka comment. This statement is a question of the answer. I am fulfilled. Meaning that you are liberated. ऑर्डर And therefore, I am now available to be completely identified order because I am still identified. Either identified with you or identified with God. Tameva Shana Mecha Sarohave Bhata. You said earlier, Kishna, go to take a few in the Lord. We told me, and so Lord Nasset, I'm taking a few of the two, my two in. And that, I know now, and we go, I'm listening to this. Which is free from the need to accomplish and carry a moksha. What is moksha? Just to live a life without knowing that I'm going to talk. So the conversation continues, is it up? There is, that's no revision at all. So, it's so indeed, God is fully meant for me. And this is how we are getting the distribution. That tears who look into my tears are going to be done with and Kasharian follows. So then the Gita begins with the 11th verse of the second chapter, Ashwatan and Vajraton. And it includes this is verse of the 18th chapter, Ashwatan. So it includes the Ashwatan and Vajraton, the grief was there should be fought. It includes the grief. Meaning by that, the primary purpose of the teaching is to remove the grief, not to remove the human being. 
where is the Acharya Bhakti? So those who look upon Bhagavad Gita as a text of bhakti or devotion. So those who look upon Bhagavad Gita as profoundly jnana or knowledge. So those who believe that knowledge is the primary means of liberation. And those others who believe that devotion, worship of the Lord is the primary means of devotion, of moksha. For them the knowledge becomes a means of bhakti and for these people bhakti becomes a means of knowledge. Anyway, so we will not go too much into that. But the point is, for them, Bhagavad Gita begins with a state of... So for the Advaita Vedantins, Bhagavad Gita begins with a statement of Lord Krishna and concludes the statement of Lord Krishna. For those, the Bhagavad Gita begins with the statement of Arjuna and concludes with the statement of Arjuna. Karpanya dosho Arjuna said, Shishyasteham sadhimam tvam prapannam O Lord, I am your disciple. I am surrendered to you. So prapatti, surrender. So they look upon that as the very theme of Bhagavad Gita. Because that is what devotion involves. Devotion is surrendering my will to the Lord. And according to them, the Bhagavad Gita concludes also the statement of Arjuna. Tvat prasadat maya chuta karishye vachanam tava. This is also prapatti. Karishye vachanam tava. I will do, as you say, I will follow your instruction. That means I am totally surrendered to you. So where the theme is looked upon as surrender, then begins with state Marjuna, concludes with state Marjuna. When the theme is looked upon as knowledge, begins with statement of Lord Krishna, ends with statement of Lord Krishna. <coughs> as far as Shankaraja is concerned, the teaching begins with, or the Bhagavad Gita really begins with the statement of Lord Krishna, Asochana Sojastvam and concludes with the statement Mahasocha. <coughs> Parisamapta Shastrartha and therefore whatever Bhagavad Gita had to say has been very well concluded. Asaidanim Kathasamanda Pradashanasam. As you know very well, Bhagavad Gita is, is part of Mahabharata. That is the reason why we found in the very in the first chapter also, number of verses in the first chapter where the Samanda the connection with the narration. So narration is going on in Mahabharata and Bhagavad Gita falls as a part of that narration and therefore it must be connected with Mahabharata, the main topic, main you know, text. And therefore in the many verses in the first chapter we found the part of narration and now the last verses here, the last five verses also are now a part of narration to Katha Sambandha to show the connection with the following narration so that again it goes back into the, the theme of Mahabharata. And for that, Sanjaya said here, Sanjaya Vacha, says in verse 74. Sanjaya Uvacha, Sanjaya Uvacha, Ityaham Vasudevasya, Ityaham Vasudevasya, Parthasya Cha Mahatmanah, Parthasya Cha Mahatmanah, Samvadamimamashraosham, Samvadamimamashraosham, Adbhutam Roma Harshanam Adbhutam Roma Harshanam Sanjaya concluding this city in this manner Aham Vasudevasya Parthasya Mahatmanaha Samvadam Ashrausham In this manner he, he Dhritarashtra So addressing Dhritarashtra in this manner Parthasya Mahatmanaha Vasudevasya Samvadam Ashrausham in this manner, I listen to Samvada, the dialogue between Vasudeva and Lord Krishna's name Vasudeva, which simply means son of Vasudeva or 
In derivatively, we can say Vasudeva, Vasuschasu, Deva, Vasudeva. <coughs> so one who is Deva, that means one who is self-effulgent, the shining one. And Vasu meaning one who dwells in the hearts of all. So Vasudeva is all-knowing. So Vasudeva means one who dwells in the hearts of all the beings, or we can say that one in whom all the beings dwell. So when we look upon him as the one who dwells in the heart of all the beings, then he is the one who knows the everything, Sarvajna. And if we look upon one in whom all the beings dwell, then he is the Lord, Sarveshwara. So therefore the word Vasudeva means the one who is omniscient, as well as omnipotent. That's very important. So that's the teacher. Not an ordinary human being who is teaching here, but then Lord himself. And therefore who is the teacher? When he is omniscient, omnipotent. That means that he is the one who is a fulfilled one. One who is totally free from agenda. One who is totally free. Name kartavyam vaptavyam In the fourth chapter, Lord Krishna said to Arjuna, Name kartam, he partha, there is nothing that remains to be done by me. vaptavyam In the three words, there is nothing that is not attained by me. That means, here is the teacher who is all-knowing, who is all-powerful and who is completely free, <coughs> completely fulfilled. Vasudevasya, so that is the one who is teaching. And Parthasya, Prathasutasya, Arjunasya, Mahatmana. It's interesting how to see that Sanjaya uses the word Mahatma, this adjective Mahatma for Arjuna. Mahatmana Parthasya. Partha means Prathaputra Arjuna, the son of Pratha, son of Kunti Arjuna. Who is a Mahatma, the great soul one, Akshudra Buddhehe, so one who is large hearted. So Arjuna who is large hearted is a Mahatma. Arjuna himself is called Mahatma here, the one who is large hearted one. Sarvadikari Gunasampannasya, and therefore one who possesses all the qualifications to gain the knowledge. So thus I listen to the Samvada dialogue between Sri Krishna and Arjuna, who are one is an ideal teacher, other one is an ideal disciple. And, 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 and thus says that, yeah, how fortunate I am that I, I got to listen to this dialogue. Ashrausham, what is the nature of dialogue? Adbhutam, Romaharsham, Adbhutam, Atyanda Vismayakaram, something that is most wonderful, most unique. Romaharsham, that makes my hair stand on their edges, you know, and that shows horripulation, that really I experience horripulation to listen to this most wondrous of the dialogue between Arjuna and Lord Krishna and Arjuna. <coughs> How did you happen to listen to this dialogue? What made you, what made you get this privilege? It's a great privilege because who, how many people heard this? This teaching was heard. So, not only Arjuna listened to the Bhagavad Gita, Sanjay also listened to it. And of course, through him Dhritarashtra also listened, but Sanjay directly listened. So, those who directly listened to the Bhagavad Gita are Arjuna and Sanjay. Of course, the third one also has listened to it, you know. It is said that Anjanaya, Hanuman, he always is, is in the, in the, uh, in the flag, you know, which adorns the, the chariot of Arjuna. So every warrior had his own flag with his own mark. That's how, because in this whole battlefield, you can't see the people. That there's a whole crowd of chariots and crowd of things. What you can see are the flags. And from that flag, you know, who the warrior is. And so Arjuna's flag had the mark of monkey god, Anjana or Hanuman. So Hanuman was right there and he was also listening to this. So it is said, but he listened to it 
uh, without permission or without seeking permission also and so he listened to it sort of so it is like eavesdropping you know and that is why he had to perform a prayaschit an act of atonement so therefore he said to Lord Krishna this is like stealing you know and what should I do about it he says well you must write a tea, bhashya on the Bhagavad Gita so apparently Hanumanji Anjane also has written a, a, a commentary on Bhagavad Gita that is called Pishach Bhashya and so by writing that then he got released from that sin that was committed by listening to this but anyway these are the people who had who were privileged to direct lesson and that's what uh, Sanjaya says in the next verse Vyasa Prasada Chutavan Vyasa Prasada Chutavan Etad Gushya Maham Param Etad Gushya Maham Param Yogam Yogeshwarat Krishnat Yogam Yogeshwarat Krishnat Sakshat Kathayatasvayam Sakshat Kathayatasvayam Vyasa Prasadat, by the grace of Veda Vyasa, the great sage. And so he said that when the armies were pitched in the battlefield of Kurukshetra, then Veda Vyasa, the great sage, came to Dhritarashtra. Now Dhritarashtra is a blind king. He is born blind. And then Veda Vyasa thought that he was the beneficiary, he was a sage, you know, who always blessed his family of the Kauravas and Pandavas. So he came and made an offer to Dhritarashtra. So if you want, I can give you, I can favor you by giving you the eyes so that you can go to the battlefield and watch this battle with your own eyes. Do you want to do that? Because naturally you must be very curious as to what is happening, what's going to happen in the battlefield. Dhritarashtra said, no, I can't see this battle. I can't see my sons dying and things like that. I cannot see that. And therefore, I, I cannot do that. Still, I like to know what's going on there. Therefore, this Dhritarashtra's minister, whose name is Sanjaya, and therefore, Veda Vyasa gave a special boon to Sanjaya and he gave him what we call the divine eyes, the clairvoyance, the capacity to see what's happening in the battlefield. So this dialogue between Dhritarashtra and Sanjaya, the king and the minister, is going on in the palace. But Sanjaya had the special gift of being able to perceive what is going on in the battlefield. Not only what is going to see what is going on, but also to hear what is being said. Not only that, but to know the intention of with which what is being said. Thus, Sanjaya was given this special gift, special power. So he says here, Vyasa, he, he expresses sense of gratitude. Vyasa Prasada Shrutavan. It is by the grace of Veda Vyasa, the great sage, that Etat Gukhyamaham Param Shrutavan. That I was able to listen to this great secret. And the Yogam. Param Yogam, this ultimate in the Yoga, Gushyam, this great secret, Yogeshwarat Krishnat, Sakshat Kathayatasvam, and so Sakshat Kathayatasvam, that because of grace of Veda Vyasa, I was able to listen to this dialogue directly from the mouth of Lord Krishna. Otherwise, we are also listening to it anyway, Bhagavad Gita, that's okay. But Sanjaya says that I have the great privilege of listening to this from directly from the mouth of Lord Krishna. <coughs> and that is because Yogeshwarat Krishna. Who is Krishna? Yogeshwara. So Yoganam Ishwara. So one who is the, the Lord of all the yogis and Lord of all the yogas also. And from him I listen to this great secret and the most exalted yoga directly from the Lord Krishna. And that is that is how he expresses a great sense of 
gratitude as well as a great sense of pleasure, happiness. And therefore, actually, Sanjaya Arjuna also could see in the 11th chapter in the Vishwarupa Darshana, and, and Sanjaya also could see. Arjuna could see all the armies entering the jaws of the death. But that was going to happen. That was going to happen in the future, but he sees it now. And Arjuna also saw the, the, all the snakes in the Patala and all the gods in the heavens very far away. That also he could see. So this is a special power by which one sees the things that are far away and also perhaps in future in time, so separated by time as well as space and all of that, you know, he could also see. <coughs> and then, so again, expressing his great joy, Sanjaya says in the next verse, Rajan samsmritya samsmritya Rajan samsmritya samsmritya Samvadamimamadbhutam, Samvadamimamadbhutam, Keshavarjunayof Punyam, Keshavarjunayof Punyam, Rishyamichamuhurumuhu, Rishyamichamuhurumuhu. Here Rajan O King, Samsvutya Samsvutya, recalling this again and again. That means recalling this at every moment. This is such a tremendous impact upon me, I just cannot forget it. It is just, that is something that keeps on, keeps coming in my mind again and again. Adbhutam samvadam samsrutya samsrutya Repeatedly recalling this wondrous and auspicious dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna. Keshvajana punyam samvadam Adbhutam samvadam This dialogue which is wondrous, punyam samvadam Dialogue which is most auspicious. So listening to that, remembering that again and again, I rejoice again and again. And so, recalling this dialogue, I rejoice again and again. <coughs> so, this is what he reports. And next verse also, he reports another thing that also has created a great impact upon him. In the verse 77 he says, Tatcha samsvratya samsvratya Tatcha samsvratya samsvratya Rupamatyadbhutam harehe Rupamatyadbhutam harehe Vismayome mahan rajan Vismayome mahan rajan Krishyamichapunapunah Krishyamichapunapunah Touch and further Samsrutya Samsrutya repeatedly recalling Adyadbhutam harehe rupam That greatly most extraordinary form of the Lord which was shown the cosmic form. So cosmic form is shown in the eleventh chapter. So recalling again and again the most extraordinary form of the Lord. Vismayome Mahan Rajan. He Rajan, O King. There is a great amazement in my mind recalling again that most wondrous form of the Lord. And I rejoice again and again. So two reasons why Sanjaya rejoices. Recalling the great dialogue, most auspicious dialogue and wondrous dialogue, as well as the most extraordinary cosmic form of the Lord. <coughs> Having said that, and he concludes Bhagavad Gita in his report with a statement in the verse 78. Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna, Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna, Yatra Partho Yatra Partho Dhanodharaha Tatra Shreer Vijayo Bhutihi Tatra Shreer Vijayo Bhutihi Dhruva Nitirma Tirmama 
In this last verse, this is the only verse where Sanjaya expresses his opinion. He is just a reporter. But he cannot conclude with this without expressing his opinion to Dhritarashtra and thus conveying something to him also. Matir Mama, this is my conviction. What is the conviction? Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna. Where there is Lord Krishna, the Lord of Yoga, not just Krishna but Yogeshwara Krishna. The one who is the master of the Lord of all the Yogas and Lord of all the Yogis meaning possessing all the powers, possessing his omniscience, omnipotent and therefore capable of showering his grace. So Lord is Yogeshwara who is completely, you know, who has been made totally favorable and therefore one who is capable and willing to shower his grace, Yogeshwara Krishna. Krishna Bhakta Dukkha Karshana The very name Krishna means what? Karshati The one who pulls away One who pulls away all the pain and suffering and ignorance of the devotee is called Krishna So Akarshati, of course one who attracts everybody is called Krishna But at the same time one who pulls away all the suffering and all the ignorance of the devotees is called Krishna So Lord Krishna who is the one, the remover of all the sorrow and all the ignorance of the devotees and endowed with the yoga, that means the power of, of blessing the disciple. So where he is, Yatrabhar, so it is not merely a charioteer Lord Krishna. It started with what? A charioteer Lord Krishna, who had only made a commitment to perform the act of driving the chariot. But then what did we find? We find that he is not just a charioteer, he is Yogeshwara. Yatrabhartho Dhanurdharaha. And along with that, where there is Partha Arjuna, Dhanutara, the wielder of his bow. Arjuna possessed a very special bow which was called Gandiva, which was invincible. And so Sanjaya says where Dhanurdara Partha Vartate, where this Partha wielding the bow is there. Because it began with Partha setting aside, casting aside his bow. Eva Muktva Arjuna Sankhe, Rathopastho Pavishada, Visrujya Sasharam Chapam, Shokasam Vigdamanasaha. Arjuna's mind was filled with grief and pity. He cast aside his bow and arrow and then supplicated to the Lord. So not that Arjuna has cast aside his bow and arrow. The one who is wielding the bow. Now Arjuna said, I will do as you want me to do. Which means that I will wield my weapons and I will perform my duty. So now Arjuna has become Dhanurdara Partha. So in the, when he came to the battlefield, of course he was wielding his bow. But because of delusion that was created him, he just cast aside his bow. And the bow and arrow here, uh, they stand for what we call the Purushartha, the very means with which you have to make, you have to grow, which means which you have to become liberated. So very sadhanam, the means is given up. How the sadhya, the end can come? The end cannot be achieved when the means is given up. So Arjuna is now wielding the bow, meaning that one is prepared to do what is required to be done. So we require this combination. Purushartha. So Arjuna wielding the bow stands for Purushartha, the self-effort. And Lord Krishna, the Yogeshwara, stands for Prarabdha or the grace of the Lord. What we call the third factor. For the successful completion of any, any undertaking, we require what we call Prayatna, that means the right effort. We require the Kala at the time during which the effort must be made. And we require also Daivam, the grace of the Lord, the grace favor of all the unknown factors. Because when you perform an action, there are certain things that I can control based on my limited knowledge and based on my limited abilities. 
but there are many things that I cannot control and I definitely need the favor of all those uncontrollable factors so then alone my task can be completed or can be successful and Lord stands for all those unknown uncontrolled factors so we want favor of all those factors which I cannot control and that is where the grace of Lord the Daivam comes and therefore Dhanudarah Partha the Partha building the bow stands for the one who is ready to push out of the right effort and Yogeshwara Krishna, he is the Lord Krishna stands for the one who, for, who has made the Lord also favorable to him. Who has the Lord, the grace of the Lord on his side. And this was the main difference between Arjuna and Duryodhana. In fact, Duryodhana, the Kaurava Pandi was much more power, army was powerful, they more powerful than the Pandava army. <coughs> they were great invincible warriors with the Kauravas. And was a much larger and more powerful army. And still he did not have Yogeshwara Krishna. He chose that army. When the choice was to be made, Duryodhana chose to have army on his side. Arjuna chose to have Lord Krishna on his side. That was a big difference there. Shreyaha and Prayaha. Duryodhana chose the prayas, Arjuna chose the shreyas. And so, this was a winning combination. So, Dhanurdhara Parthaha and Yogeshwara Krishna is called the winning combination. So, if you want success in life, remember that these two factors are required. When they talk of success, always talk of your effort and so in the, in the management circle, the idea of success always is what you should do and how you should do and everything. But this is an important second factor and that there must be also the grace. There is something called God. There is something called the unknown factor. There is something called the favor that is required of the unknown factor. There is something called the grace of God that is also required in life. And therefore, part of your or effort also must be to seek the grace of the Lord. So when these two are there, Tatra, <coughs> Shrihi, Vijaya. Vijaya means that is where the victory is. That's where the success is. Shrihi, that's where the fortune is. Bhutihi, that is where prosperity is. <coughs> the Shri and Bhuti. Bhuti means the extension of the wealth. So prosperity is there. Dhruvanitihi, and unfailing prudence, unfailing wisdom, unfailing prudence, unfailing judgment is there. <coughs> you will make the right judgment. So success requires making right judgment. Is it not so? When you based on the decision, the effort comes after the decision and decision comes after judgment and judgment comes when this combination is there. So dhruva nitihi, where there is unfailing prudence, unfailing wisdom, unfailing judgment, proper judgment will be there, unfailing justice will be there. So first of all you judge the situation correctly because you have a clear mind. And having judged the situation correctly, you come to a, a proper decision and you execute that decision through your action. So it's not merely skill that is important. There are two kinds of skills, what they call the hard skill and the soft skill. So all the hard skills are there, I'm a great engineer, I'm a this, that, all kinds of, you know, all kinds of abilities I have, that the hard skills are there, but a soft skill also is required, that grace of the Lord. Or well, the preparation of the mind is what we call the soft skill. And somehow that is, that is slowly being understood also by the management science now. But you see, this is the, this is the verse that tells us about how to manage our life or how to manage anything. Because this combination gives not only the spiritual prosperity, but material prosperity as well. We think that Bhagavad Gita's teaching applies only to spiritual prosperity with an indifference to material prosperity. No. Shrihi, Vijaya, Bhutihi. Shri means the wealth or the fortune. 
we just have the victory of the success, bhūtihi, the prosperity, that also comes. And therefore the material prosperity follows the spiritual prosperity, not the other way around necessarily. And therefore, if the emphasis of priority is on spiritual prosperity, then material prosperity will follow as a servant. If I run after material prosperity, it will always stay away from me, and of course I will be deprived of spiritual prosperity as well. And thus, Sanjaya concludes this report with his own conviction as to how the success or victory in the life can be gained, and also thereby suggesting to Dhrutarashtra, the blind king, look where the victory is, this is my opinion. I am telling you very clearly, and therefore what you should do? You better declare a truce. Better declare truth right now because with this winning combination, remember that your sons are not going to win, that they will be all destroyed. And that they will lose the kingdom, if you want to save it. And as several places in Bhagavad Gita also, where Sanjaya has made this suggestion. But here this is very clearly suggesting, Sanjaya is suggesting that this is a winning combination. Therefore, you better declare their truth and better give them their due share and forget about this battle if you want to save the life of your son, children. <coughs> But anyway, that is by the way, so Nitir Mama. And another thing is, so some commentators tell us, you know, the Bhagavad Gita begins with the words Dharmakshetre, Kurukshetre. And Bhagavad Gita ends with the words Matir Mama. So first word is Dharma, the last word is Mama, and that means Mama Dharma, my Dharma. Which means that Bhagavad Gita, what is subject matter of Bhagavad Gita? Mama Dharma, what is my Dharma? What's the right thing for me to do in the life? And that is the teaching of Bhagavad Gita. So, dharma is the teaching. And my dharma. <coughs> so, mama dharma. And this is how they connect it also. Dharma has two meanings. The means as well as end. Ultimate dharma is moksha. And then yoga becomes the means. So, jnanam becomes the means of moksha. And karma yoga becomes the bhakti yoga becomes the means of jnanam. So, dharma includes all of this. It includes the karma yoga. Includes sannyasa. Includes knowledge. Includes moksha. And that is what Bhagavad Gita teaches dharma. <coughs> and well, there is a superstition here, which where there is, there is a belief that you should not conclude, uh, you must always keep this going. <coughs> and therefore the study should, or anything, no text should be concluded. You should not conclude, this must be an ongoing study. And therefore, after concluding the 18th chapter, we should read the first verse also. But before that, we must read what we call the Sankalpa Vakya at the end of the chapter, which does not appear here, but you repeat as I chant here. <coughs> Om Tatsada, Om Tatsada, It is Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su, It is Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su, Upanishad Su, Upanishad Su, Brahma Vidyayam, Brahma Vidyayam, Yoga Shastra, Yoga Shastra, Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade, Shri Krishna Arjuna Samvade, Moksha Sanyasa Yoga Nama, Moksha Sanyasa Yoga Nama, Ashtada Shodhyaya, Ashtada Shodhyaya. Om Tatsat in this manner, Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su, in this, the, this divine song, which is sung by the Lord Himself, Upanishad Su, where every chapter is like an Upanishad. Sometimes every verse is like an Upanishad. So, which is the essence of all the Upanishads? Sri Krishna Arjuna Samvade, which is in the form of the dialogue of between Lord Krishna and Arjuna. Brahma Vidyayam Yoga Shastra, which dialogue has the main subject, namely Brahma Vidya, the knowledge of Brahma. 
Yoga Shastra and a means of knowledge, that is Yoga, Karma Yoga or Bhakti Yoga. So Brahma Vidya and Yoga, these are the two topics in the Bhagavad Gita. So which are revealed by the dialogue between Lord Krishna and Arjuna. Moksha Sanyasa Yoga Nama, this Ashtada Shodhyaya, this 18th chapter, which is, which is titled Moksha Sanyasa Yoga, which has Moksha and Sanyasa as we discussed on the oh, very first day there when we began this chapter. So, moksha is the main subject matter of the 18th chapter and sannyasa is the means of that moksha. Depends on how we understand sannyasa. If we understand sannyasa as a spirit of renunciation, then that is the meaning, that is the means of moksha. If we understand sannyasa as a way of knowledge, then that is moksha. So, moksha of the nature of sannyasa or moksha to be achieved by sannyasa, that is the subject matter of the 18th chapter that gets concluded here. <coughs> In fact, we always conclude every, the conclusion of every chapter with this 66 verse, you know, the 18th chapter. Sarva dharman parityajya, sarva dharman parityajya, mamekam sharanam raja, mamekam sharanam raja, ahantva sarva papebhya, ahantva sarva papebhya, moksha yishyami mashuchaha, Moksha Yashyami Mahasuchaha Hari Om And as we said, in order that this study should continue, we also should chant the first verse of the first chapter, which is also given here. Dhritarashtra Uvacha, Dhritarashtra Uvacha, Dharmakshetre Kurukshetre, Dharmakshetre Kurukshetre, Samaveta Yuyutsavaha, Samaveta Yuyutsavaha, Mamakaf Pandavas Chaiva, Mamakaf Pandavas Chaiva, Kimakurvata Sanjaya, Kimakurvata Sanjaya, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachade, Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashashyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashakrutau Vande Bhagavantau Punapunaha Ishvara Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vajyata Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om